0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to the Football Fanalytics Podcast. Now, you might have noticed that this isn't a full length episode, rather, more like a first half drinks break, uh, just to get our tactics straight. But as ever, I'm joined by Mark Carey. Mark, how are you doing?
0: I'm good, mate. What What do you think of this drinks break each time? It's turned into four quarters now, is not it?
1: Yeah, I, around the 27th minute or so, you know that there's going to be a kind of break in the momentum a little bit. I mean, I think as a player, I'd quite enjoy it. I, I always used to refer to something called the FIFA swing when you play FIFA and you're getting completely battered by the other team. And then you kind of need the momentum to swing back in your favour. And I feel like the drinks break allows that. But I'm not sure I like it as a viewer.
0: No, not as a viewer. And I, th- I think that is a thing as well. I think Tom Warville at The Athletic showed that you do get that swing within the half as well. I don't know whether that just, I don't know, if a team is dominating and then it's not their fault that now a random drinks break has been put in and they lose that momentum, they're dominating because they're the better team. And then exactly. you've got the chance for the manager to intervene a little bit. I don't think it's a long-term solution. I mean, it's not going to be anyway, but I, I haven't been the biggest fan of it.
1: Has it been voted against that they're not doing that now? the next season
0: I don't believe they are they also overturned the um, five substitutes thing back to three now haven't they as well
1: I didn't really mind that but then again I'm not a manager so I guess as a manager when you're on the lesser team and you see like five star names from one of the top six coming on I kind of get why it's a bit unfair but I wasn't that bothered personally because just more more chance for a bit of an impact isn't it
0: true I mean yeah for those who are a fan of their club they do want to see more of their players playing so I always saw it when you for Liverpool I saw it as a chance to see more of the the players so we're not
1: even doing a proper episode and you've somehow managed to <laughs> yeah. bring Liverpool into it no. within the first five minutes it's
0: called being a football fan that's <laughs> what it is um okay. anyway I'm I'm gonna swiftly move on from there I actually want to um just make a note of uh since our last episode where uh you know I read out that email from uh from our friend Tom he mentioned about using the loan uh system of how you can he use did, yep xg to to determine kind of loan moves and we use the example of eddie and ketia i've actually had a, a message since then it's actually started a bit of a uh, a debate or a, you know a bit of a thread from sam who's uh, who's messaged in and said that loads of clubs are doing this now and um he gave an example of liverpool who have got and this this isn't from me before you say about <laughs> liverpool he said about right. um, liverpool having a, a loan pathways manager and a lot of clubs do this now as i say um i know that chelsea oh, what? have got a loan well.
1: pathways manager
0: loan pathways manager essentially their job is to to look at which clubs might be best for their players um okay. rather than the sort of the old school like he needs to go out and get games and play play yeah, like yeah. against men. They've actually got more of a method to it now. Okay. So what, what they do is provide team reports and player reports to look to see whether they think that the player would actually benefit from moving there. So they look at a whole load of metrics and they do include expected goals XG within that. But loads of other things as well, like how many touches per 90, how much distance they cover in kilometers and all of those things like that to see what, I guess, what the player does who's going to go out on loan, what their current yeah. metrics are looking like and what The metrics on average of the teams that they're going to go out to play for look like as well to sort of set the the player targets and see whether it's actually realistic and reasonable for the clubs that they would potentially go to so it just shows that the level of detail that football clubs are going into now to use advanced metrics and analytics to uh, even
1: think about loans it's just so much more complicated and in depth isn't it than you know when i play football manager I, if, say, I'm managing a championship club, I'll, I'll just look for like a youngster from any of the sort of top teams and I'll be like, well, they'll do because they're going to be better than what I've got in my squad already. But, you know, I never look at what they actually do or what their style of play is. So it's it's just so, so much more complicated, isn't it?
0: Yes, but it, this is where, because football is such a multi million billion pound industry, that they leave no stone unturned. And if they have access to this data, then you may as well use it to turn it and generate it into insight and then maximize the chance that. You know, if you are a top-level club and you want to send a player out on loan at a lower-level club in a lower league, then leave no stone unturned and make sure that you do your due diligence to to maximize the chance that that young player is actually going to come back a better player. So it makes to make sure sense. they're the
1: right fit.
0: Yeah, completely. And just another quick example of how they use expected goals within clubs that they now use it for contract negotiations so the agents of the football players actually use it within their contract negotiations. Oh, of course they do. To to help with goal bonuses. I mean, any chance for agents to maybe maximize the use of income, but <laughs> they, they use it within uh, within goal bonuses. So, you know, if a player were expected to to score, let's say 10 goals, their XG was 10, then there's no point setting a, a goal bonus where if you go over 20 goals a season, then you'll get, you know, 50 grand or whatever. They actually use it to determine realistic Uh, expectations to then maximize the chance of them actually getting goal bonuses so players and now agents are actually starting to get a bit more savvy in using data and kind of using it as their friends so again another example of how you can actually use data and it's it's going on right now within football clubs and amongst football players
1: it just shows that analytics is uh, increasingly at the forefront of thinking doesn't it if even agents who only care about their wallets are getting involved with the uh, with the chat. Yeah, it's good. Well, anyway, we've been harping on about XG and <laughs> and Liverpool uh, for the last few weeks. So, Mark, let's have a look at what's going to be coming up in the next few weeks.
0: Okay, so next week we're going to have a dedicated Liverpool episode i oh, know, joking. We're not going <laughs> to we're not going to have that. We've um we've uh, yeah, we've been thinking a lot and uh, we we're moving it away from goals as you say. We're going to be looking at passing um next week. I love passing. Um but not just, you know, not just simple passing, we're going to be looking at like the nuances of different types of passes and how certain passes you know, have more value than others. Um, so we've got a really exciting episode coming up next, I think. There's loads we can get into there.
1: Well, if you think how many goals there are actually in a game, there's only a few, isn't there? But actually, if you think how many passes there are each game, you know, there's a lot more of those.
0: Yeah, and you, you've noted it in, the, in previous episodes, how much you love a good pass. You mentioned that Paul Pogba one.
1: Oh, sublime. Um, I actually the way I said sublime in that episode I've been (laughs) taking the mick out of quite a while it's actually the word sublime not sublime sublime who's who's sublime Um, (laughs) as well (laughs) I couldn't even finish that couldn't even finish it um yes that will be episode six which is very exciting we're also hoping to have our first guest on the show which is very exciting big uh, big drum roll for that when that happens uh we've got a couple of conversations that we've been having in the pipeline uh we just need to lock those in and then we'll you will be hearing a third voice on the Fanalytics analytics podcast
0: yeah which is very exciting and the people that we've been speaking to are working in professional football clubs so it's not just uh it's not just our mates who are who are coming on um these are these are people who... Uh, Actual football people. They, they know their stuff and maybe they will yeah. be our mates in future. Yeah,
1: It may then make people realise how little we actually know about football when we speak to a proper football person. But we will keep going anyway.
0: True. It has the potential to embarrass us um, but we are mere football fans. And speaking <laughs> of football fans, we uh, we want to do an episode very soon um, which could help fellow football fans on fantasy football. Um, yes. So we're going to basically pit our teams against each other, aren't we, Ryan, to see who, who we've selected ahead of, the, ahead of the new season in the Premier League.
1: Well, you've got a bit of a problem when it comes to fantasy football because you refuse to pick Manchester United, Everton or Man City players within your team. So You already have an Achilles heel.
0: I'm loyal to the Reds, um, but then that has meant that I think I was in our league and our group of mates, was I second bottom because of that,
1: maybe? Second bottom out of six, yeah. You know, we won't talk too much about who won the league um, on the last day. I actually owe everything I have to Michael Antonio because I put him in my team and he scored four goals one week, which uh, eventually meant I won the league. Uh, But, we, you know, I don't like to talk about that.
0: If we're going to pick up on you saying sublime, then I have to pick up on saying it's Mikel Antonio if we're going to do that
1: course it is yeah so you well, might have won
0: the fantasy league but come on get their names right
1: not the pronunciation competition <laughs> well look ideas are constantly coming to us and evolving and as the football fanalytics podcast continues to grow we really do want to keep this momentum going so if anyone has anything at home that they would like us to cover as well as the ideas we've already got we really do encourage you to get in touch with us and you can do that by twitter by email instagram our direct messages are open, so please just do let us know anything football that you'd like to hear us talk about. And we always want to hear feedback as well.
0: Yeah, and I know that we said in the last episode just how thankful we are for, for people to who have already shared and um, told their friends and, and listened and given us such, such nice feedback and nice comments anyway. So thank you again to all those people. But yeah, we do encourage everyone to share the pod as much as they can and tell their friends. Um, and hopefully it will go from strength to strength, but um, I guess only with your help. So uh, so thank you again, but just please keep it going. And does that bring us to the, to the end of the first half drinks break, Ryan?
1: I think it does. I think we're gonna have to get back out there. We need to, we've got some stuff to work on. Uh, momentum needs to shift. So thank you everybody for listening to our little snippet uh, and we will see you next week.
0: Podcast Network.